Jesus. I'm really starting to not like this app so much. Because, guess what? I just tried to delete one segment of the one I was making. And guess what happened? The whole thing got deleted. The whole thing. So now I have to go back and remember what it is we were talking about. Well, I started talking about the fact that I am going ahead with the um, social determinants of health class. And uh, it's just kind of shitty because um, the first part of the semester I got an A in statistics. And here I am struggling with this fundamentals... Damn it, not fundamentals, it's the social determinants of health class. Well, that's just terrific. I can't believe everything was deleted. Well, actually, I can believe it. Because things just aren't clear. (laughs) These apps, oh my god. Just because something didn't load right, I didn't hear anything, and I didn't want it to mess up my program, so I tried to delete it. And guess what? I got nothing now. Um, well, okay, social determinants of health. There's a little bit of irony that was going on because, you know, I was trying to put something into my phone in the notes section, um, talking about, well, I was standing, the load came in and the truck that needed to be emptied, it had all of our cargo in it. And um, I was standing there putting in notes for an assignment that I'm working on about workplace stress and the effects that it has on your body and in relation to the social determinants of health. And so I'm standing there for a minute to write something in my phone so I don't forget it. And one of the old timers went, what he thought was out of earshot, I heard him say my name, he was bitching about me. You know, like I'm some millennial standing there playing a video game or on Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or Pinterest or Facebook or whatever the hell. But no, I wasn't doing any of that. I was doing homework, guy. So it was just kind of ironic because what I was putting in there had to do with the fact that even though this is a a crappy night shift and yeah the secret's out this is a night shift job and this is what I'm doing for the moment but it's a crappy night shift job but there is some camaraderie that happens here occasionally even if it is just a bunch of commiseration about how shitty the job is we still get a chance to talk about it laugh about it you know once in a while we can have a conversation with each other but uh, it's hard for me because I spend the majority of my time here, my existence here at work, just kind of um, just being pissed, bitter, and angry about the poor decisions that I've made in my life that had led me here. So there's the irony. I was writing something about how there is camaraderie and that there is a social connection that goes on here. But at the same time, the guy was being a dick. So why do I want to even socialize with somebody like that? Well, this is one of those jobs where it can be characterized 
as an isolated sort of uh, work. When you work by yourself without a lot of input from uh, other coworkers. You don't have a lot of input into how things are run and, and what, what happens here on the job. This is a very low reward, high stress, um, poor, poorly uh, um, rewarded kind of a job. Uh, and uh, he's so disappointed that this happened to me before. I think the very first podcast I tried doing something and ended up deleting, deleting the whole thing which I remember in that case was pretty good because it had somehow a big, it had a, a background music interlude that was going on the entire, the entire one hour, a half hour's worth of just background music. I was talking, but still it was kind of like introduction music and I was talking for a half an hour and introduction music going on behind me. <sighs> okay. What else? Well, I had so much good stuff that I was telling you guys about. What I was going to get back to was um, how I asked for help for the fourth time from a very well-known TV doctor, Dr. Phil. And he reaches he reaches a big audience and he helps a lot of people. But he does get a lot of uh, negative feedback, you know, from what I see uh, from comments of people on Twitter, a lot of times they just say, this guy does not care about, he doesn't really seem to care much about minorities or, or, or people, unless you're like a, a privileged white girl who got herself into trouble somehow. You know, he's just not going to find you on his radar. So I've gone to his webpage before asking for help. This time, I mean, I tried to sensationalize it a little bit because the truth is I do have a story to tell. It's an interesting story. I mean, it's worth, it's worth putting me on TV, but that's not what I want. What I need, what I want and what I need is I need... I need rehab. I tried to get rehab recently. I went to a government agency that's run here. A place called Teros. And Teros is a place that helps. It's government funded and it helps the community, especially with mental health issues, individuals, crisis, um, people with real, like, psychological problems who need to be, you know, put into a facility sometimes. And I worked with the company, with the organization, while I was a student nurse. And while I was an actual nurse, I spent a fair amount of of my time and energy trying to help people who are going to be involved with this organization and now I need their help I went to their office and I told them that I needed help with rehab 
No, no, I didn't go on break. I'm, I feel like I'm behind, even though I, I've been kind of bouncing around a lot because I have. What? Oh, well, I, uh, <laughs> I'm starting my podcast over because it deleted, I messed, I messed something up and I deleted all, uh, everything so far, but no biggie, whatever. So Vince is supposed to be here, huh? Can't hear me over there. So anyway, I go ahead and I ask. So, Steve, did you hear me? I'm starting over, but I was telling this new story about how, you know, you know my history and that I I need to go to rehab. It's important for me, for me to get my license back. And I went to Taros. You know Taros. I have to go to rehab? I have to. Yeah, it's I won't be able to get into the the program through the State Board of Nursing if I don't show them that I'm working a rehab program. I have to prove to them that I'm working a rehab program. And incidentally, I also have to prove to them that I'm cl- that I've been clean, which I don't know. I don't how are you supposed to do I Call up your dealer. Yeah, he hasn't bothered me yeah. over a year, bro. <laughs> give, that, give my number. Uh, <laughs> Tell him. I'll play the part. It's mess. Oh, yeah, I haven't. No. They've been doing business since last year. Scientific proof. They need. They basically expect me to go get a drug test every couple of weeks at my own expense. They're not cheap anymore, I don't think, either. I don't think so. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. But anyway, I go to Taros to try and get this shit started. And guess what they tell me? We don't take your insurance. <laughs> so now what do you do? Well, I called the people for my own insurance to give me a, you know, some some guidance on where the facilities are that should be in my network. Yeah, it's leaning. I, I was like, it did look, it looked fine from over there because it's like this. And then you get over here and it's like. Yeah, it's leaning. They're all like that. Fixed now. See, look, I fixed Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I fucked up, man. Yeah, so I go to the ones that are in my network and they tell me on the phone, well, it sounds like you're pretty much too clean. You're not going to qualify. I'm <laughs> too clean. I'm, I've been too good of a boy. So, you know, it's, just it's all connected. I cannot believe it. I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get messed up first, I guess. I got to go in there all picking at my skin and tweaking and pulling my eyeballs out and squishing them in my hands. So there you have it. There you have it, folks. There's the system at work. If I make zero money or I give up everything I have, I can maybe prove that I deserve to get rehab. Is that how that works? Um, you know, I have a family. I don't want to really just 
I don't want him to sell my house to pay for rehab. It's probably not what I want to do. So there you have the Arizona State Board of Nursing. Why didn't they tell me I need to prove two years of sobriety? How do you prove that? Aside from going to a lab and getting drug tested at your own expense, probably what they would like is for me to do it every two weeks, which comes out to like 50 bucks a month. You know, I don't have a nursing license or a nursing job income to pay for that. They also, the person, the representative who is now retired, who was, who was the first person to you know, do the intake, basically, there, when I, when I got scared and looked to my left and right and saw that there was nobody there with me, I was on my own, still recovering, still detoxing by myself without any help. Um, she sat there and told me that I had three days to decide whether or not I want to be in the CANDU program, which sounded fine to me until she told me about having to pay for rehab. I had to pay for it myself. Well, I had a perfectly good insurance at the moment. Uh, well, I guess at the moment I had good insurance, which would, I got terminated, so it would have gone away. But so I was scared. I didn't want to have to pay for rehab out of my own pocket. What she didn't tell me then was, which I really wish I would have known, was that if I didn't go into their can-do program when it was available to me right then at that moment and, and pay for rehab myself, then I was going to get a little letter in the mail from the federal government that tells me that they may restrict me from working in healthcare, meaning they will not allow me to be compensated for work that I may do in a healthcare facility as long as that money came from a federal source like Medicaid or Medicare. What I know now is that every single aspect of healthcare is plugged in to Medicare and Medicaid. So I even said so in the letter that I got that I wasn't expecting, that I had no idea was going to happen, that it severely limits my ability to work in healthcare. It cripples my ability to earn a living. I can't use the skills that I was trained to use from the education that I paid for. It's just, it's, it's insult to injury that I caused to myself. I mean, it couldn't get any worse. I, could, I can't even be a housekeeper in a hospital. So that's why I'm working for minimum wage between the hours of midnight and 8 o'clock in the morning. I have to work about three times as many hours to make almost half of what I made working three days a week as a nurse. 
So it's also very fair, isn't it? The fact that, I don't know if I can say her name because if this thing goes really bad for me, I'm gonna sue the Arizona State Board of Nursing for incompetence. Why she didn't tell me that? All I had to do was know that little bit of information and things would be a lot different right now. I wouldn't be working here with Steve. Well, here comes the floor buffer, so I'm going to have to just make a transition, see if I can't recover my old podcast that I started. I didn't sound nearly as bitter when I did that first podcast I was talking about. The uh, physical effects of shift work, night shift work, um, sleep deprivation, and how it relates to increased risk of hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes. But we shall check on that in a minute. Let's see if I can find my phone here. And we'll just go ahead and keep doing a couple more segments. It's getting late and I have a lot of work to do, but we'll be back after this.